Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday, October 4th. Hard to believe it's hard to say that word October, that uh, fall is here. Feeling a little bit out there in the uh, in the weather. Feels a little bit nicer when you get up in the morning and get outside. You know, last week we ended up Friday on a decent note, not enough to make the the week a positive week across the board, but uh, we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a minute. But you know what? There is one thing that uh, all of us can do in terms of protecting our portfolio, and that's making sure you have the right amount of risk in that portfolio. And if you don't know exactly what your risk number is and what your portfolio risk value is, you need to give us a call at 863-382-0037 to discover what that is for your portfolio. With that, Dave is joining us up next. Mr. Doing well today, Dave. It is like you said. I was looking back at the numbers for last week, and hey, Friday was a great day. You, you couldn't complain about Friday. However, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to give us a positive week. We still ended up the week of uh, uh, the split week of September October uh, in the negative uh, across the board in all three indexes. Well, shucks, because I figured 483 points up on the Dow on Friday might be enough to at least get us back up to break even. Standard & Poor's was up 49.5, and, a half and uh, NASDAQ was up 118 on Friday. In a vacuum, we'd call that a doggone good day. Like I said, I was hoping it would be enough to raise the losses from the week. No, afraid not. The Dow ended up down 1.36%. The S&P 500 ended down down 22 and the uh, and the Nasdaq ended down three point two, so not not uh, good at all. Not even close. As a matter of fact, we almost fulfilled a small correction all in one week. That was uh, downright atrocious and kind of an indicator, given the reaction on Friday to what Wall Street's opinion of is the of the reconciliation bill and the confusion in Congress and the inaction on the debt ceiling. They're just completely unimpressed. Everything started going up on Friday about the time that uh, the powers that be in Congress said, well, sorry, we're not going to be able to get anything done today. And nothing was good news for Wall Street. And they kind of went up after an otherwise kind of crummy week. Yeah, it really did. At least, I mean, it was nice to close out the week on a positive note. But like you said earlier, it's not um, it's not holding over to this week. That doesn't appear to be so. And we're all, we were comparing notes from the various pundits that we were reading. I started out with one of my morning brief reports saying, uh, I don't think we're bearish enough, which is just one of those things that kind of makes you want to toss cookies. And you've got two or three others that are basically saying the same things, that uh, they're not very optimistic at the moment out there, are they? They are not very optimistic. I, I really like this one that I read that uh, was an article. It said... Uh, Christmas is canceled as supply chain crumbles, stagflation mounts, and jobs are lost. How long will it last? Are you changing your logo for the company to a Grinch or something? (laughs) Oh, I just, uh, and the the picture was a ship tilted on its side in the ocean. Uh, When was things going to get right-sided, I think is what it was trying to say. And 
And the answer is nobody knows, right? We've never really been here before. And so nobody knows when the supply chain issues are going to be solved. And, you know, we're feeling it here, Dave. But I got to tell you, they are really feeling it in China um, and in Europe, England, uh, because of the energy crisis in China. Um, uh, England is having an issue with uh, getting fuel. Um, there's a lot of them are sitting in their driveways trying to figure out where they they can get diesel uh, before they take off because they only got 30 or 40 miles left in the gas tank. Yeah, and I'm, I'm reading a sidebar article on one of my tip sheets this morning saying they've called out the military to deliver fuel as their shortages have been hitting. Can you imagine going that far where they actually call out the soldiers to bring gas in? Yeah, it's crazy. And then and then they're saying, you know, hey, look, you know, don't expect to get actually a physical gift for Christmas because of the supply chain. You're probably going to get an Amazon gift card. Or a gift card from somebody because yeah. the stores are going to be out. It's it's just kind of it's one of those weird times. I mean, we still have two months before Christmas. So I mean, things could get better, but I keep seeing those those pictures of fifty six and ship fifty container sixty container ships, you know, floating in the ocean outside of L.A. And well, gosh darn it, that's where Santa's sleigh is parked right now. Uh, yeah, and they can't get enough trucks to offload it. So, and that's that's the issue in the U.K. too. They can't get enough trucks to to get fuel from one side of the country to the other side. It's gotten silly. By and large, like we've been saying, everybody that we're reading this morning in the national press has a bad case of stinking thinking. And I was reading one of my articles. We're expecting to see some relief from the jobs report. ADP report supposed to be relatively healthy when we get that from the uh, monthly jobs report on Wednesday. But some of the uh, brokerage houses and analysts are saying don't expect to beat this month on that on that either because the the read on September job ads was a lot softer than they think it ought to be. So we may end up be looking at disappointments on that as well this week. A lot of disappointments out there, and 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 the question is. You know, are people prepared? And that's my concern. You know, we've seen ups, ups and ups. And now we've seen a week or so of some some ups and downs. And are people really prepared? And, and people that are getting closer and closer to retirement, man, it's even that much more important that, you know, they're ready for in case there is a big drop. You know, do we hit a bear market? Nobody knows. But uh, if you're five years out from retirement, you've got to be ready for that. Absolutely. It's called controlling risk, and you talk about that all the time. If you're 40 years old, you're going to weather this just fine. I mean, you know, a whole steady strategy might not be a bad idea, but if you're 55, well, uh, you might want to be looking at things rather carefully right now, I suspect. Absolutely. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, you don't want to get caught like the folks in 08 and have to put off retirement because, oops, all of a sudden your portfolio, your 401k or whatever is down, you know, 30 to 50 percent. That uh, that changes your plans real quick. Absolutely. About the only good thing that I've got in terms of news that comes out today is uh, that the uh, retail, the real estate crisis over in China might very well be well averted or at least delayed. That big Evergrande company raised $5 billion by selling off a bunch of their property. That'll make up some of their debt payments. And rumor has it that, gosh, I'll bet you're surprised by this. The Chinese government may very well bail them out. Boy, what a surprise, huh? What a surprise, huh? That's, uh, yeah, that's one of those things that, 
I wouldn't surprise me one tiny bit if uh, they didn't come in and bail them those guys out. Yeah, we we make fun of a command and control economy. Things that are really bad simply are not allowed over there. But at the same time, given the way real estate is the pet investment of choice for individual investors over in China, uh, the Chinese Communist Party is not going to let Evergrande go completely toes up. And it's going to end up taking a little bit of the load off of it. And uh, it is being reflected, at the very least, in stabilized Asian rim markets. This week is going to be a relatively busy week, but we don't get any information out of the government until after about 10 this morning. Durable goods orders come out, and we were saying before we went on the air, it's nice to place the order, but whether or not you could get it shipped is a different story. So what the number is going to do to the markets today, I don't know. Well, that's true. I mean, that's the thing. They may have orders, but, you know, orders are one thing, but delivering is the second thing, and that's the most important is being able to deliver. And uh, that seems to be the issue right now. You know, we, we talked a lot about the big stuff. I do have two things that company-wide that I want to talk about. No, no earnings have come out yet. Obviously, this is only October 4th. We, we haven't seen those first things really start to hit yet. But I find this interesting. Uh, Tesla came out and said that their third quarter deliveries, they delivered 241,000 vehicles. Um, that's the most ever that they've delivered in a quarter. It's a 73% increase over the same quarter last year. Um, so, so good for them. They're up about 3%. And actually, one of the rating firms have them uh, raise their target to like $1,200. I mean, they're trading about $800 right now. So um, the good news for Tesla there. The other one I thought was interesting was Delta. Uh, Delta Airlines came out and they reinstated their original third quarter revenue forecast after cutting it last month. Um, oh. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's some good news from travel. Um, ticket sales have stabilized and then started to improve. Um, so, so I think that was some good news for, for Delta. Glad to see that. Up, uh, They're trading about one and a quarter percent this morning. You know, you think about it, if the retail shopping experience is going to be marginal, there might just be more travel for Christmas, because at the very least, if you can't buy the gift, you might as well give yourself, right? Well, that, that's true. And or you take your family on a trip, right? Instead, hey, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to give you an experience for Christmas and, instead of buying you a gift. That might very well become the alternative. That might not be a bad thought to look at down the line since you won't be able to buy that new Xbox. Resetting the table for the morning. Uh, Friday was a uh, just an absolutely gorgeous up day. It wasn't enough to be able to erase losses in the market for the week, but in a vacuum it looked pretty good. 45 minutes before we open up this morning, we can't keep that good news going, can we, Philip? Well, Dave, here's the deal. You and I have been talking now for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. And we've managed to talk down the losses. That's, uh, I think, a good thing. Uh, the Dow, yeah, the Dow is down right now less than a tenth of a percent, $29. Um, and when you know, I started talking, it was like 110. So, uh, hey, we, we've done a good job there. The S&P 500 down a little less than two tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ's down about a third of a percent. Small caps actually bucking the trend is actually green by almost a tenth of a percent. So, so that's where we're sitting on the stock index is commodities, you know, gold and silver are trading down today. Uh, silver's down four tenths of a percent to $22 and 44 cents an ounce. And gold is down, oh, not much, less than a dollar at $1,757 an ounce. So both of those are, are down slightly. Crude oil is trading up again, Dave, today. 
up uh, almost nine tenths of a percent to seventy six dollars and fifty three cents a barrel. That's actually leveled off a little bit because I had it bumping its nose on seventy six on the delayed quote. So I'm almost happy to hear that. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I think that we are going to see um, uh, oil prices. I, I think because of the things we're seeing across the world, we we may see them continue to head up to eighty. Hush your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Overseas markets, the Asian Ram, Hong Kong's not impressed with the Chinese bailout. They were off in the morning by over 2%. Mainland Chinese markets were up. Over in uh, Great Britain, Germany, and France, they're kind of looking at us and going, we're not too sure what's going on. They're just a little either side of the zero line halfway through their day. We were talking about stability being important, and all these out-of-control stuff really impacts a person's retirement portfolio. And that's dangerous if you're getting close to the time. Need eyes to take a look at where my risk is, Philip. How do I find you to find that risk? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to really and truly go through our process of their core retirement design to make sure that the amount of risk they have lines up with what their risk should be in their current portfolio. Uh, check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And 95.3 FM as well, because we're, we're on both sides of the dial now. Philip, thank you so much. We will catch you tomorrow morning, all right? All right, man. Thanks, buddy. You have a great day. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. From the pit. Folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. You know, the markets are, are fickle things. They can be up. They can be down. Do you know which direction your portfolio is going? Do you have too much risk? Do you have enough risk? These are all important parts, especially if you are five to 10 years out from retirement. Give us a call. Walk through our core retirement design, 863-382-0037. Hey, until tomorrow, have a great day.